Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I've Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah, and welcome to another edition of Monday Mini, where we talk about all sorts of things, whether it is current events and or our own emotions and the current state of our emotions, which can be good or bad or sad or (laughs) neither. I don't know. And before we start, we want to put a content warning here. Nothing too deep. Uh... Eh, kind of deep. <laughs> we go kind of, we're going to go everywhere. Uh, but we are going to talk a little bit about eating disorders, uh, specifically mindsets when it comes to eating, as well as weight loss and weight gain and our emotional state of being. So if that's not something you want to listen to right now, skip on ahead. But today we wanted to kind of uh, revisit an older topic. I don't, it was for, uh, was it for Monday Mini or was it for a happy hour? It was, it was for Monday, Monday Mini. Mini. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all, it's all starting to blur. We do so many now. <laughs> but we, we had a whole discussion about eating and eating disorders and just some of the stigma around just eating point blank, how it mm-hmm. affects you or how it could be a part of your a reaction to trauma past. Mm-hmm. And Annie, you're really open and you and I dug into a few things about our own personal issues and our thought processes and things that we're going through today even. And a lot of y'all reached out about some of the personal experiences you had gone through and you feel really strongly about it. And first of all, thank you so much for reaching out to us and just being so open. Uh, I can't tell you what a privilege it is to feel like we're in the inner group with you and someone that you can talk to, as well as uh, someone who you can be open with and also give us great advice. And as one of y'all said, there's nothing like solidarity. And it is. That's one of the best ways to get through this. Thank you for that. And just, again, opening up to us about your experiences. Because, yeah, as a person who truly uh, believes in that, too, because I've gone so long isolating myself when it comes to my emotions, my insecurities, having people being so open and willing to be vulnerable with us and uh, allow us to be vulnerable with you, that is a privilege. And we understand that and we value it so much. So first and foremost, get all yes. the feels out. <laughs> and But there was one thing that several of y'all talked to us about, and it was this whole weirdness of people needing to compliment other people, specifically, oftentimes women, about their weight loss or just a change in appearance. Um, and that got me as I am someone who has always struggled with their weight. Uh, that has always been an issue for me. Coming into a white family already different and then feeling like an outsider, not only from the white culture of losing, of being skinny, but the Asian culture, just culture in general of being skinny. And I I am and I was a thick girl um, and have had a hard time trying to come to terms with, with just liking myself, not even loving myself, but liking myself and my body image is something I finally come to the point of being content with. So it's come to, a oh man, I, after about 38, it was kind of the, okay, I understand this whole new go f- yourself I'm over this moment of mm-hmm. not caring about other people's opinions. And don't get me wrong, I still care about other people's opinions. If you follow me on Twitter, I am very self-deprecating and I like to revel in all the bad reviews we get, especially of my voice. Uh <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm a don't masochist. know why you do this. <laughs> I know. I've stopped. I've stopped since Good. the last. And uh, several of our uh, coworkers or friends have been like, stop reading the reviews. And I'm like, okay, you're right. You're right. But I just need to know. I need to be validated. Um, and of course, typically the only times we get reviews is when they come to tell us how much they hate us and will no longer listen to us. Mm-hmm. Thanks. But no, actually, there's been also a lot of great reviews and people are so kind as well. But for some reason, I focus on the negative because that's my way of being. And, you know, (laughs) I think being that person, of course, self-image is one of the things that I struggle with. Like I said, I finally come to a point that I'm like, you know what? I, I am who I am. This is not a bad thing. I just need to learn to appreciate and and, and just enjoy what it is um, and be healthy. But again, like I said, I still have the up and, ups and downs. And uh, not too long ago, a few years ago, as in fact, it came to a point that I was really in a very depressed state. Um, it lasted a lot longer than typical. And as one of our uh, listeners had told me, very similar to her experience of like going through a bad time in a relationship, it really hit me hard on top of another bad time in my job state. Like there's so many things that just piled on that I stopped eating. And it wasn't because I wanted to, because I love food, y'all. But it was because I just felt nauseous and just too sad to eat. So I would rather sleep or do anything else essentially sleep. That's that's kind of how I would go. And I lost a lot of weight uh, during that short amount of time. Like, it was real quick. And, of course, originally, I, I was really excited by that fact. It felt like an accomplishment. Uh, and I had this weird dichotomy of being depressed, but pleased because of me losing weight. And, of course, it was unrealistic. I don't want to be in a forever depressed state. That is not who I am. Yes, I get there. And yes, I revel in it sometimes just because I need to acknowledge it's there. Um, mm-hmm. Because if I try to push it away, it gets worse. It lingers. We know this uh, for me anyway. And I gained it back within a year. And then quarantine happened. And uh, yeah, that added on where I was like, oh my God, how do I fight and combat enjoying being isolated too much, but at the same time knowing I shouldn't be isolated too much. And of course, again, I did not do as I was advised by all of Twitterverse, which is to take advantage and do all these home workouts. (sighs) Sorry, it didn't happen for me. And I absolutely isolated. (laughs) And I was like, nope, not going to the gym. You souls haven't been uh, vaccinated. Slash there was no vaccine at the time. You know, of course, (laughs) they were souls. But in my head, that's how I, you know, talked myself into this. And so, yeah, gaining all of this weight back, there was a lot of shame in that for me. And it was really overwhelming. And it still kind of is. Like, I just actually recently saw a friend that I hadn't seen in four years. And the entire time, the panic of me trying to find something to wear to try to hide that I had gained everything back was fairly overwhelming to the point that I'm like, maybe I should just cancel Mm -hmm. and stay home and eat rice like that that was a thought process for me Mm -hmm. but I didn't I did go out and yeah I had gotten so many compliments and kudos for my work which mostly resulted because I felt too nauseous and sad like that was the reason I it wasn't really something to celebrate honestly Mm -hmm. and don't get me wrong I definitely exercise but it wasn't different from what I typically already do or are doing like that's something I've always done and I just don't have the metabolism to be skinny. Like, maybe it helps me maintain to, oh, I'm, technically I'm considered obese. Thank you, obesity. I got to qualify for my vaccine early. Cool. <laughs> Just saying. But technically I am obese uh, by those standards. And again, 
when I realized how it was all back on, I had a moment of shutting down and didn't want to socialize or go back out in public. And I'm still feeling that way, y'all. I'm still having this moment. There's a wedding coming up next week and I'm really overwhelmed because a few of the people who complimented my weight loss and congratulated me and obviously saw me for the first time. And and we can we're gonna talk about that too. This level of like being recognized as a woman because I lost weight. It was lovely at that point in time. But now I'm back here realizing the difference in how it was paid attention to. It was kind of shocking and kind of like heartbreaking for me. Y'all reached out and have told us similar things uh, with different reasons why, whether it's something similar to what Annie was talking about with just the non-desire to eat and having to plan and make yourself eat or being a trauma response to past events and the overall weirdness of being told this is the standard. And then also the conversation about eating in public and trying to put on a brave face either way. And then having this microaggression from others, whether it's uh, one listener talked about how they were like, oh, if you turn sideways, you disappear. And that, that is a microaggression to this person trying to figure out, hey, I have complications in eating in front of people. You're making this worse. Right. Them honestly believing that it is a compliment. Yep. We have, of course, older generations just who never held back. And you and I talked about this when I was in high school, when we went to someone's grandparents' home to show off our dress, to be like, look, I got really yeah. cute. And being told, oh, you got thick thighs. You got uh-huh. birthing thighs. Keep those. And I'm like, yeah. Thank you as a high schooler (laughs) and having that stigma on me for so long and being told like, oh, you know, but your standards, your beauty standards would be a hit here. And I'm like, again, (laughs) I don't know what to do with this comment that you're giving me. But that this is that whole level of my own concern on how do we talk to each other? and lift each other up, but not do it in a way that it's actually really counterintuitive if being yeah. lifting each other up. Yeah. It's it's complicated for sure. And there's a lot to unpack in what you were just saying because there's a whole level of fat phobia and clearly we've talked about it before, but associating like one is obviously better than the other. And we've somehow tied morality to thinness as well. So there's just all these judgments people feel so okay with making right. that are quite shocking. And like the comments people will make. I remember when I was in high school, uh, a relative of mine, and I was a chubby, I was a chubby kid, but he said, You're soon you're gonna have to start shopping in the maternity section. And you better believe after that, I was not, I could not eat in front of him. Like this was mm-hmm. my young mind totally impacted by it. Still remember it so clearly. But that shouldn't, I mean, there's several things wrong with that, but it was said as an like insult almost. Right. And that's messed up. Like <laughs> it's there's so many things that are wrong with this. And I do, I really appreciate how many people wrote in and shared their own struggle with being open about this while not wanting to perpetuate 
um, all these things, all these like messed up thoughts and feelings we have around weight and how that can get even more complicated when you're a feminist where it's like, you don't want to lie. Right. You don't want to, but if people are doing these weight things that you know are wrong, but you know you're doing them too and you're just hiding them because it's not the feminist thing to do, I think we have to talk about that as well. Right. Um, But it, it is frustrating because it has been, I just give so much of my brain space to thinking about that. And I don't want to, but I do. I think about it all the time. I also worry about going out. I've canceled plans because I'm like, they're going to think I've like gained all this weight during quarantine, which is, it shouldn't inspire the the fear (laughs) that it does. Right. Yeah. It literally causes me to disrupt my life yeah. because I don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I want to kind of come back to, this has already kind of gotten long with all of my <laughs> thoughts because I do want to come back to the fact that there's this responsibility on us as individuals who are trying to uplift others that has to have a balance of giving someone a feel-good moment versus perpetuating a stigma that's not necessarily healthy. We don't know why someone lost weight. We don't know if that was a plan. We don't know if it's for their own health. We don't know what it is about. And oftentimes, that's the one thing people feel like, this is okay to say because she looks amazing. You've lost 10 pounds. It's obvious. How did you do that? Tell me your secrets type of bullshit, which is not a secret. Metabolism is different. The way we eat is different. Again, I exercise almost three to five times a week, typically. I have never really lost that much weight. Yes, I also really love ice cream and pumpkin pies. Did I eat it for (laughs) breakfast for the past two weekends? Yes. Um, Yes. We're not going to talk more about that. No, but that's the thing is like, I understand all that. And and I would say that for when I was running. I don't anymore because it hurts my body. As we've just figured out recently. (laughs) That I would say one mile was one donut. Like that was the joke that I would have and that I'm running so I can eat. Mm -hmm. And it's still unhealthy. That is so unhealthy. It's not because I'm running because I enjoy it. It's, you know, like, and and I did. And it was a stress reliever. And please know when I go and do these dance classes, half of it is for social reasons because I love my uh, dance family. So I say dance, it's all workouts. it's just Zumba and cardio jam. But I love it. And I Uh love being with the people there because there's a feeling of camaraderie and something outside of my normal scope. Mm -hmm. They are people from all kinds of worlds. And I love this. And I say that in like, yes, exercising is beautiful, doing things that's good for you, or if you feel it's good for you in a healthy Mm -hmm. way is beautiful. But there is also this norm that we have allowed that says, yes, we compliment for things that look appeasing and what we value in ourselves or we wish for ourselves or we wish for others to the point that it is a detriment to most of society. And I will say for my family member, I have a niece who's talking about some of the situations and she's gorgeous. And oh my God, the pictures of her is phenomenal. And apparently like there's some conversations around her home about, and I know this because I lived in the similar home, that this whole idea of being skinny is what makes you valuable. So whether it's to become a wife, whether it's to become a cherished wife, whether it's to become a good wife, and that's kind of that conversation. I will say here, my mom never made me feel like 
I was ever overweight. My mom never put it in my head that I had to be skinny. However, my mom was so concerned with her own body as well, and she yeah. would make her comments about her own body that, of course, it influenced me as well. And that was one of the big mm-hmm. things when I was a nanny. I was like, stop doing this. You're feeding into your 11-year-old's head that a standard is taking diet pills and skipping meals so you can have drinks. Yep. And again, that is one of those things I will say is absolutely unhealthy. I will not hear that anything else on that. Stuff like that is a standard that is unhealthy, and I did it. And sometimes mm-hmm. I still do it. So please understand, I am very aware of these unhealthy habits. And that's part of the problem in this bigger conversation is trying to maintain something that may not be realistic for you. And that Mm -hmm. includes for people who can't gain weight. Of course, people may be bitter about this. There's those, again, who have always struggled with weight that feels a little bitter, like you won the lottery. But for those individuals, that's not what they want. Oftentimes, Mm -hmm. that is not something that they have seen. And they have been oftentimes just as teased for being too skinny, for being too wiry, for any of those conversations. And that is that conversation of being perfect. And we're going to talk about this again, I know, later on. But it's this whole level of this fine line of, for those who have worked, because they feel that they were unhealthy and they were unhappy. And so they did it in a healthy manner in which they saw change, but also was able to have like encouragement with their mental health, meaning that they were able to come to a point of really understanding mentally and physically what this means for them and truly coming to a point of being healthy, again, mentally Mm-hmm. and physically as well, more so mentally than anything else. If that is something that they have done and feel like, yes, I would like that to be acknowledged, then yeah, I think we follow that lead. Not necessarily to compliment, oh, you look so much better, because that's not the truth. That doesn't change the person, mm-hmm. I would hope. But that <laughs> they've accomplished a goal that they have set for themselves in a healthy manner. Yeah. And I've seen people do this, and I have seen people being able to do this in a great way. And I, we we want to acknowledge that. But mm-hmm. we should not come out of bounds and do it on our own without knowing who or where they're coming from. Right. Yeah. And there's just so much stuff that is impossible to untangle when you're talking about this. So like the toxic diet industry and the all these messages we've fed young girls and women because, you know, it's hard to, when you've grown up in that system getting those messages all the time. It's hard to know why. Like I I also love exercising, but I was also doing it for unhealthy reasons. So they both can exist. But it's just so much work to like get to the bottom of why you're doing something. And it's, you know, unfortunate that we have to do it. But I think that it's, it is, you should examine (laughs) why why you're doing things and yeah, think twice maybe before complimenting someone, right. complimenting someone on something. And that, I mean, that can be almost, I get so in my head about it, I, I often won't even mention it, which maybe right. is for the best. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I do that in so many things and I'm like, I don't know where to go to, from here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ignore this. <laughs> which yeah. is, again, probably not the best. But at that right. point, I'm like, at least I need to wait to read the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see if you can get the story. Well, um, <laughs> we've touched on so much stuff we could expound upon in this. Thank you, Samantha, for being so open. Thank you, listeners, for sending us messages um, and being so open as well. 
and giving us a lot to think about. And if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stuffmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You or on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 